Our text this morning will be taken from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4. We'll read just two verses, 5 through 7. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Suppose if you were to put a title to the message this morning, you could call it the importance of a teachable spirit. Solomon certainly understood the importance of this. These words we just read were written by Solomon, who we know uh, was the wisest man to ever live. So we consider again our scripture reading. That's the account where Solomon took over the throne. His father David had died. And according to God's promise, Solomon now found himself reigning on the throne. And God appeared to him in a dream, or appeared to him and made him an incredible offer, made him a promise. He said, ask whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. Of course, we know Solomon asked for wisdom, and this thing, it said it pleased the Lord. And the Lord also noted what he did not ask for. He didn't ask for long life or riches or the life of his enemies. He realized that those things wouldn't have benefited him with the responsibility that he had. So he asked for wisdom. And God blessed that. He said, because you didn't ask for these other things, I'll give you what you didn't ask for. He said he would bless him with riches and honor so that there won't be any king like unto unto thee all thy days. That's why Solomon later could write, That wisdom is the principal thing. It's the most important thing. You know, the greatest thing we can offer the Lord is a teachable spirit. You know, if there's any quality that will help in every single area of our lives, it's that quality of having a teachable spirit. You know, even the business world understands the importance of being teachable I found an article was quite interesting, written by a businessman. I don't even know if the man's a Christian or not, but he's a business consultant, a man by the name of Andy Neely. The title of his article was The Danger of Being Unteachable. He said, after researching investment opportunities, Bob and Mary bought a franchise business in the fast food industry. The franchise was proven, and having been in existence for more than 25 years, It was well-established as a profitable business model for its franchisees. Unfortunately, in two short years, Bob and Mary closed their doors. To talk with them, it was all the franchise company's fault. Not enough corporate support was what they had said. When the director of franchising opened up the box of returned items by Bob and Mary, he noticed something peculiar. The playbook was in the same pristine condition it was when he gave it to them two years earlier. It hadn't been highlighted, marked, or otherwise notated. All the detachable checklists were still in there. The playbook had never been opened. Inside was a detailed custom how-to list for every month of the year. Everything they needed for success was in that book, the book they bought and paid for but never read, says the franchise director. In all the stores in our system that have closed, one thing is common for all of them. The playbook comes back unread and unused. 
Bob and Mary went out of business because they weren't teachable. They thought their way was better. The irony is that within a 50-mile radius exists some of the franchise's most profitable stores. When you ask them what the secret is to their success, their answer is simple and it's always the same. We just follow the playbook. In business, we have a choice. We can be prideful or we can be profitable. But you know, in every area of life, we have a choice. To be teachable will guarantee success. To be unteachable, we set ourselves up for failure. And I think the application is pretty clear here. If we want to be successful in our spiritual lives, we have to pay attention to the playbook. God's Word, if it's left unread and unattended to, it does us no good. But if we will apply it and embrace it, read it, do what it says, we'll have good spiritual success. The Word of God says, if you reprove a scorner, he'll hate you. But give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. You know, we've all, I'm sure, encountered people who were unteachable. We refer to them as know-it-alls. I read something. It says, those that think they know it all have no way of finding out they don't. It's a problem. You know, Christ encountered those that were unteachable. The Bible often refers to them as Pharisees. In the book of John, chapter 9, we read an account and we see a contrast between the teachable and the unteachable. Of course, we know John 9, this account centers around a man born blind. Verse 1, it says he was born blind from his birth. We read in verses 2 and 3, Jesus' disciples had their own ideas about this man's condition. They said, Lord, who sinned, this man or his parents? said he's uh, born this way, but Christ quickly straightened out their way of thinking. You might say Jesus looked at this as a teachable moment for his disciples. He said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but, but the, the power of God may be manifested in this man. You know, the greatest difference between a disciple and a Pharisee, we'll see, is one is teachable and the other is not. We continue. Verse 6 and 7 of that chapter, Jesus heals the man. Verses 8 through 10, the neighbors begin to question the man. A marvelous thing had happened. Naturally, they were curious and they wanted to know. And we read in verse 11, this man gives his testimony. He states what happened very clearly. He said, he answered and said, a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Stating the facts. Well, then we jump down to verse 13. Somebody said that this is where the fun begins. Enter the unteachables. It says they brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And as you read the rest of this account, one thing becomes very apparent. The Pharisees were completely shut and unteachable. They had formed their own opinions about what was happening. We realize those that thought they knew it all knew nothing at all. Verse 16, they decided, you know what? Jesus isn't of God. You know, unteachable people often establish their own rules. And they base that 
assessment on the fact. They said, well, if he was of God, he wouldn't have healed on the Sabbath day. So we see right away they were wrong about Christ and they were wrong even about their interpretation of the law. Jesus, time and time again, reiterated uh, that it's perfectly lawful to do good on the Sabbath and to be about the Lord's business on the Sabbath. Uh, He rebuked them at times. He said, you know, you know the letter of the law, but you miss the spirit of the law. In other words, he was saying, you know what it says, but you don't even know how to apply it to your life. You're unteachable. That very thing, the Bible says that that law was meant to be a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. That they, 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 because of their unteachable attitude, they allowed that very thing that was supposed to lead them to Christ to drive them away from the Lord. But they were unteachable and unwilling to be corrected. Verse 18, they decided this man wasn't really born blind. You know, for those who are unteachable, their, out, their opinions outweigh the facts. We've heard it said with people like that, you don't want to confuse them with the facts. It doesn't make any difference. The unteachable don't let the facts get in the way of their opinions. And here they said uh, they didn't believe concerning him that was born blind. Verse 24, again, they determined Jesus is a sinner. Not only was he not from God, but he was a sinner. They said, we know that this man is a sinner. And verse 34, you know, the unteachable are also the most judgmental. They said that this man was born blind because of his sin. Do you realize that was the complete opposite of what Jesus said at the beginning of this account? Yet unteachable people are often foolish enough to think that they know better than God. But they were unteachable. Everything they literally, everything they thought they knew they were wrong about. This isn't the first time that Jesus dealt with this kind of spirit. You know, an unteachable spirit in these people, it did more than anger and frustrate the Lord. It broke the Lord's heart. We know that account where Jesus, as he stood out this, outside the city of Jerusalem, and said he, he wept over that city. He said, if only you known the things that belong unto thy peace. Oh, the Lord had such good things in store for them. But he said, now those things are hid from your eyes. Thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. It broke the heart of the Lord to see these people willingly push him away and deny the truth. You know, it's no different today. It breaks the heart of the Lord today when he strives after man and he sees man going his own way, trying to live according to his own rules and his own laws. And there's really, uh, you know what's so sad? As these people became so unteachable that eventually they became unreachable. God help us. Proverbs 15.32 says, He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul. So God help us. We want to have a teachable spirit. You know, I like examples in God's Word of those that were teachable. We see in this very same account a much different attitude in the life of this man who was healed of this blindness. blindness. You know, uh, really I see four qualities that make this man teachable. He showed humility, obedience, submission, and he was open to further instruction. The man was humble. You know, the man allowed the Lord to make clay out of spittle and anoint his eyes. It says there in verse 6, 
When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. You know, this was an unconventional way of doing things. Jesus, to my knowledge, had never done it like this before. He spoke the word often and healed, but this was something different. But you know, that man didn't think to himself, this will never work. This is unconventional. Uh, you know what? He was simply willing to let God be God. That's part of being teachable. Let the Lord do what the Lord is going to do. That led this man to become uh, obedient. We know he received an instruction from the Lord. He acted on what he was told. And verse 7, it says that he, as he did that, he came seeing. So we see he was humble, obedient. You know, this man was open to further instruction. You know, teachable people never stop learning. If you were to ask the oldest saint in our congregation, if they've learned everything there is to learn about the Lord, they would say, certainly not. Many would say, new, every day is a new experience with the Lord. The Bible says we're to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So certainly there's always more to, more to learn. Hear that old saying, you learn something new every day. Well, if you're teachable, that's true. I learned something new on Friday. My wife told me she heard somebody recommend that if you dip Oreo cookies in sour cream, it's delicious. Well, that didn't sound right to me. But you know, I tried it. It's true. It's delicious. But you can learn something new every day if you're open. Well, this man, you know, he'd already learned some valuable lessons. He learned about the healing power of Christ. He says, one thing I know. I was blind, but now I see. He learned that the Pharisees' assumption of Christ was wrong. Read his words, verse 31. He says, Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Verse 33 says, If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. So we see this man had learned some things. You know, this man had learned more in a few minutes than all the Pharisees combined. He learned spiritual truths that the Pharisees had missed. What's so amazing is when a person gets to that place where their heart is honest and when they're truly teachable, you know, it doesn't take very long at all for the Lord to begin to teach a person like that. But we know this man, there was still more he had to learn. Verse 35, it says, when Jesus found him and uh, found out that he had been cast out of the synagogue, he says, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? So we can see he was anxious to learn, Who is this man? Who is he, Lord? Well, we also see a spirit of submission. It says, When the Lord answered and said, uh, It is he that talks with thee. The Lord revealed himself to this man. And it said that that man, he said, uh, when he heard that, he said that he uh, worshipped the Lord. You see, he submitted himself to the Lord. He was looking for the Lord and he was willing to submit when the Lord revealed himself. You know, the Lord knows how to find people who are teachable and that are looking for the truth. And again, we see that spirit of, of submission. He said, Lord, I believe. Show me who is this man. He was willing to submit to the instructions that he received. You know, that spirit of submission is critical in being teachable. 
It's one of the very things that the Pharisees lacked. We read in Romans chapter 10, verse 1 through 3, this was Paul's prayer and desire for Israel. He said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Their pride, their arrogance, their stubbornness caused them to be unteachable and unreachable. But God help us. We want to have a spirit and an attitude of teachableness. I think of some other examples of those that were teachable. You think about the Ethiopian eunuch. We read about him in the book of Acts, chapter 8. You know, he was a man under great authority, yet he was still teachable. He'd gone all the way to Jerusalem to worship and hadn't found the answer he was looking for. So he uh, continued looking and we see that Philip found him out there in the desert called Gaza and he went and joined himself to that man in the chariot and said that man was reading God's word, looking in the book of Isaiah, reading out of that playbook. And he wanted to know and understand. Philip asked him, do you understand what you read? And I love this man's response. He said, how can I accept some man should guide me? You know, and he didn't pretend to have all the answers. He said, no, please show me. You know, teachable people are open to instructions from others. So Philip joined himself to that man. He preached Christ to that man. And as they went along, they came by that body of water. The man said, what hinders me to be baptized? Again, Philip said, if you believe in Jesus Christ, that he's the son of God, you can be saved and baptized. The man did that. And we know it says that he came up out of that water rejoicing because he was teachable. God goes to great lengths to find those that are teachable. He found this man out in the middle of the desert. Think about other accounts. I think about Paul the Apostle himself in chapter 9. As he was Saul of Tarsus. He was heading down there to Damascus, breathing out threatenings and slaughtering. But we know a miracle took place on that road. To Damascus, the Lord sent a light from heaven, spoke to Paul. He said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard to kick against the pricks. You know, in a moment of time, Saul realized that everything he thought he knew was wrong. The Lord revealed himself to Saul. And you know what? Saul's cry, the cry of his heart changed. He said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? We see that teachableness, that submission to the Lord. You know, if you're listening this morning and you haven't progressed in your walk with the Lord, or maybe you're unsaved, that's a wonderful prayer to pray. It's a good place to start right there. Say, Lord, what would you have me to do? And you know, once the Lord shows you what to do, do it. You know, teachable people are those that are willing to apply what they learn. Knowledge for the sake of knowledge doesn't do any good unless you apply it, but teachable people apply what they've learned. That's why it tells us in James, it says, be ye a doer of the word, not a hearer only. You know, this morning, the Lord extends a wonderful opportunity, an invitation. Matthew eleven twenty nine. he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest for your souls. Do you need rest for your soul this morning? Come, learn of the Lord. Do you need wisdom? 
Do you need direction, maybe guidance to navigate through these difficult times? The Bible encourages us in James. It says, if ye lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. God can help you whatever your need. Most of all, if you need to be saved this morning, you know, you can possess the greatest knowledge of all, and that's a knowledge of sin forgiven. If you're willing to humble yourself, submit to the Lord, say, Lord, show me what I need to do, then do it. God will help you. May God bless you today.